The morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. My mom says to kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. All right, welcome to Morning After the Movies podcast, episode 13, I think. 13 or 14, not sure. That's the state of the being of, of what the Morning After the Movies podcast is all about. I am Big J, uh, joined here by my friend Nick and Randy. We are at Wingnuts in Nampa on uh, Galleria Drive right next to uh, the Nampa 12. And uh, we have ourselves a little movie that we went to see called Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Edgar Wright uh, wrote and directed this movie. We can give you a little bit of backstory. Edgar Wright hired as the uh, writer and director of Ant-Man after sending a pitch to Marvel uh, that he basically created from the ground up. Uh, Marvel gave him the green light, and then uh, about halfway through the preparation before they started shooting, they decided they wanted to make some script changes, and so Edgar Wright kind of backed out of it, and they hired somebody else to finish the process, rewrite some of the movie, and uh, since then, he just kind of locked himself in his room and decided he wanted to come up with something completely original in his own, and that is where Baby Driver was born. It's a uh, heist movie, as you can probably see. There's multiple heists in the movie. If you've seen the trailer, you know it's all about a dude that's really good at driving. His name happens to be Baby. And so uh, we got ourselves a movie called Baby Driver. Let's go around the room and see what we thought about it. Just general thoughts before we get into spoiler territory. Big J, Baby Driver. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, and, and it's one of those things, this is the type of movie where, you know, it, it's uh, less and less appreciated, I think, uh, with all the blockbuster movies and things like that. Is, is a movie, as you said, that's original, that's it's got... Um, you know, a lot of different things in it, but it's still covering some of the same bases that many other movies of its kind of kind have done before. you got car chases, you've got some action in there, uh, but then you've got the dialogue and things that Edgar Wright is, is really good at, some funny out, uh, laugh-out-loud moments, at least for me. So uh, you take that into account, and uh, it's hard for me not to really enjoy this movie. Uh, it wasn't a, a home run by any means, but uh, I think that for the most part, this is the kind of movie, before we had these big blockbuster comic book movies, this is the movie that I really enjoyed watching. Yeah, yeah, and it did pretty good at the box office, all things considered. I mean, uh, again, an independent movie to come out and make $21 million, I mean, it pales in comparison to what Despicable Me brought in, but still good enough for number two and good enough. I think if, if you say The Baby Driver opened up to $21 million, you'd probably go, wow, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, and, and this is, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, a first look that I'm really getting at this uh, Ansel kid, Ansel Eggert. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, boy, I love that guy. Uh, he was phenomenal. And, in fact, most of the cast here put in a great performance but uh i would see anything that kid's in i think he's great yeah it took me a while to warm up to him but when i did i really really started to get into his character and really thought he did a pretty damn good job randy your thoughts on baby driver um you know i had pretty high expectations after seeing the the trailer that had the 100 percent rotten tomatoes for a while did you guys ever see that and they, oh, sure. they, they took it down obviously because now it's i think 97 so going into it i was like well apparently they're saying it's a perfect movie so i had high hopes and high expectations. I really, I liked it most of the way through. We'll talk about spoilers in a minute. I didn't like the way it ended, but I liked almost all the way up until the end. Um, and usually I don't like front-to-back action movies that are that much action and not a whole lot of downtime, I guess you could say, just because it's, I don't know. I, I, get, I get motion sickness with like video games and whatnot that are first-person shooters, so when it's a lot of moving and things like that, it's just a little too much for me. But actually, this was pretty smooth. 
um, all the way through. I really like the story. Um, the characters were great. And uh, like I said, just the ending, and we'll talk about when we get to the spoilers. I didn't, I, I started to change my rating when we got to that point. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, how were the ladies in this for you? Uh, that's what we're all waiting to hear about. Well, really? there's really only the two. Right, right. There's, well, and they were both pretty good, I would say. More so the criminal was, was uh, I'd put her first. So much <laughs> wait, wait. remember her name. Are we, are we ranking in performance or in hotness? Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. currently ranking in hotness. Okay, that's what I performance, figured. Performance, uh, the other one, the, the, the diner gal was better actress. Deborah. Diner Deborah. gal. Deborah. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, uh, you know, this, this kind of movie for me is, is right up my alley. I mean, I'm, I'm a Red, Edgar Wright fan. I, I place a lot of the movies that he does in my top ten of all time. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is fantastic. I love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So uh, this one is a different take on all that kind of stuff, though it's not so much nerdy and comedy-based as it is an action, flat-out kind of action heist movie. And uh, I like the original ideas behind it. I think Kevin Spacey's a national treasure, and anything he is, he's in, he elevates without a doubt. Um, I thought the stunt driving in this movie was absolutely amazing, and some of the stuff that they pulled off that you could tell was not CGI was pretty awesome as well. Um, you know, you have to, I think, is st- still at the end of the day, kind of harkens back to 80 movies for me. Like, you have to kind of check your brain at the door a little bit and realize that not all of this stuff is completely plausible, but if you're willing to let go for a little bit, it's, it's a it's a hell of a ride. So uh, I enjoyed the the pacing. We'll get into the spoilers, some of the stuff that I really, really liked about the way this movie was put together from a director standpoint. But overall, uh, I had high expectations as well, and I did not leave disappointed in it by any stretch of the imagination when I wanted to see this movie and when I left. Yeah, we're, we're a few minutes into this podcast, and we haven't talked about music at all, and that's a huge role in this movie. Uh, huge. And, and I have to say that he probably, you know, he had to get some of the licensings for the music before he shot this movie. Oh, 100%. I mean, you you, you had that some of these songs, and, and the other part they're, of it they're is... They're another character in the movie. Correct, and they're not like gigantic, super well-known hits with the exception of maybe Easy and Radar Love. Those are the only two songs that maybe you hear on a regular basis still today. So I think you know him going deep in some of these tracks and, and specializing on some of these other things made it easy for him to probably secure some of these rights sure. but there are some great awesome not very modern songs in oh, there there's a, there's a i mean yeah. the first two i think uh the first two heights had a little bit of a rock angle to them too which i kind of liked uh but you know for the most part the music you're right plays a huge role in this movie and and i think you know when i when i first saw the trailers i was like how is it going to but i also think they they played off why it is a big part of the movie that way well too yeah yeah and you know unlike uh say guardians of the galaxy where music is a big deal as well mm-hmm. It's just a different kind of vibe in this because it's part of the story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well, there's parts too where the action lines up with the like when the gunshots are going along with the music. Oh, it's great! That was awesome. That's that's fantastic. Well, that's that's, that's part of what Edgar Wright is why he's such a great director. Agreed. Uh, so uh, we can kind of go around the horn here, uh, sauce style ratings at Wing Nuts for how we thought about the movie. We do mild, medium, or hot. Uh, sometimes we do mild, medium. Sometimes we do medium, hot. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Is basically what I'm trying to say, but. We can see what we feel uh, wing nuts sauce wise for Baby Driver, Big J. Uh, I'm going to give it a hot. 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 Now, hot. how hot? Because you like to deviate your hot. Is it uh, spicy Bloody Mary hot or is it uh, like uh, suicide uh, kind of uh, sauce? No, I think it's just regular hot. It's regular, regular hot. hot, yeah. So a medium level of hotness. No, no, it's just a regular, regular. Hotness. It's already above, right. above. Don't put medium right. into it because then. So it's not too. Sp- it's not spicy, spicy hot, but it's not like wimpy, spicy hot. Either. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you're right. It's just medium. good enough to be good. 
Uh, Randy, your uh, sauce rankings for it. Uh, you know, I'm still processing some of the movie, but I'm going to go hot, but like lower end hot. So looking at their menu, <laughs> See, I would I say you. a uh, Chipotle lime here at Wingnuts. That's not even close to hot. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's in the hot section, it's in the hot isn't it? It, it shouldn't is. be. Yeah. Well, there you That's go. for beginners. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be bad mouthed at the wingnut sauce. They are no, I'm j- no, they're delicious. I'm uh, just saying from a guy who likes it hot, <laughs> uh, but medium hot. Uh, I will say it's hot as well. I really, really like this movie. Uh, what hot does it? What level? I would hot? say I would say spicy hot, uh, <laughs> and I have got no qualms saying spicy hot. That's the difference. And so I would say it was a definitely worth a, a, a movie ticket admission, and you should see it on the big screen, and you would not be disappointed. But yeah, I dug the hell out of Baby Driver. It just kind of like I thought I was going to going in. So. There you go. Podcast over. Uh, now we get into the spoiler side of things. Big J, things you want to talk about, things that upset you, things you don't understand, or things you just want to get out of the way. Well, I mean, John Bernthal. I mean, why wasn't he in this movie more? I'm trying What's to th- going on with that? I'm, I'm a little bit worried about John Bernthal because he's always cast as the same character in everything he's in now, which is basically the a-hole slash yeah. Punisher character. Yeah. And he's dug himself Shane. into this whole... He's Shane, every movie. He's never going to get out of it. And I'm worried about it because he's a hell of an actor, but everything he's in, he's always doing the same stuff. What character was that? He was the first heist guy that was kind of the mouthy dude that didn't like Baby. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he kind of liked him, but he just wanted to give him a hard time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, uh, I think that, uh, uh, so, so yeah, that, that, that bothered me. I wish he'd been in there more just cause I'm a fan of his, uh, but, uh, you know, I think throughout the whole story, I just like watching it unfold. I mean, uh, what you have is, is, is some great dialogue, uh, that, um, you know, it's, it's not so much uh, about how much the kid says, but it's what he says because mm-hmm. he doesn't talk a lot. And so when he, when he does speak, it's gotta be really, really good. And I thought it was really, really good. And so uh, I really dug that. But uh, I think the story of how the reason why he wears uh, the headphones all the time uh, was, was really interesting and, and cool. And, and um, you know, I just, I just thought that there were some really great characters in there. Sam, that little kid was going to the po- post <laughs> office. Great. How do you get kids to act that good? He's great. He was awesome. You know, just a little kid, man. And he, <laughs> he's out putting Oscar kind of performances together, if you ask me. He's a steam stealer, <laughs> to say the least. And Kevin Spacey, um, he, like, as you said, he was great. And uh, I was bummed to see, uh, in the end, what happened to him. Because I wanted that guy to, you know, yeah, but that, go, the, go on a little bit. But talk, Edgar doesn't think that way. No. But talk about, you know, uh, from the spoiler side of things, that was a really weird character turn to take, in my opinion, for Kevin Spacey. Just because... Uh, you know, he was the big badass guy that forced him to do all this stuff at the restaurant. He sees the, the chick from the diner, Deborah, so it's not a surprise that those two are together. Uh, and so he knows that, that they're an item. And then he uh, makes Baby basically uh, do this gig. And then when it falls apart, all of a sudden Baby comes back and it's the girl that pushes him over the top and turns him into a super. And he already <laughs> knew about the girl. That's what I'm saying. So it's just a weird you thing. You kind of wonder if maybe, like, they did some screenings and people didn't like the ending. Maybe. Because you know? it was yeah, it was a weird it was a weird turn for Kevin Spacey to all go, um, basically go from you cannot have this tape, this is the end, sorry, we're done. To he sees the girl that he's already seen on more than one occasion, and he goes, oh okay, here's oh, the tape. Each other. Now oh. let's let me shoot a bunch of my old friends <laughs> to make sure you get out okay. Bananas. And then he died saving them. <laughs> Correct. Too. Which is weird. Also, really awesome death scene though with Kevin Spacey getting tagged and then getting run over again. It's yeah, pretty brutal yeah, stuff. A couple times. All the death scenes were really good. Really good. You know, and that's to uh, where you were talked about the reality part of it. You know, and 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 so I get conflicted in movies like this because it is such an enjoyable kind of fun time, and then you throw in this like real violence and and you know it's it's just kind of a bummer. It is bums me out a little bit just because I was having a good time 
you know, until you made it real, and then people's brains are getting splattered in in places, and and it just, um, it, oh, it was a great, and I don't remember his name, but uh, the guy who played, uh, who was wearing the white suit, one of the cops who that they were going to get arms. Oh from. yeah, the guy from the Muppet movie. Okay, because he's also from like uh, all the smoking the bandit movies yeah, yeah, from yeah. way way Paul back. An- I want to say Anderson something. I don't know. His name's Paul, though. I know that much. I didn't know he was still alive. I didn't either. I didn't either until I saw him in that movie. He dies in the movie. He does. It's Spoiler not pretty. Alert. Randy, any spoilers you want to get out? I don't have really, really any spoiler stuff. I mean, overall, just a recap. Kevin Spacey's great. He he plays a really good bad guy, just like in House of Cards. Oh yeah, very it's great. Much felt that like that. Um, and Jamie Foxx plays a really good a hole. Uh, the action was really good too. Like that's the one thing at the beginning when that chase or that first driving scene happened. I was like, okay, this is going to be a pretty good movie, just because that was a really, really good scene to open with. Yeah. Um, and then the ending, though, I still have a little bit of. So tell us, what was your problem with the ending? So I just I thought I don't know why, but I really thought they were going to get away and it was going to be all good and they go live their life and they still do. But when he stopped and gave himself up, I was like, okay, well, wait a minute, and then. I didn't understand that. I was like, okay, he's going to be locked up forever. What do you want him to do? Yeah, because he's not a delusional person. Right. Also, he's got the woman of his dreams in the car that he doesn't want to see harm come to, and they're they're blocked forward and backward. The only other choice was off the bridge. Yeah, that's true. Where Um, else is he going to go? Like the rubber duck. Well, and part of me was like, oh, here we go again. He's going to (laughs) start. He's going to start driving and get out of this thing. But I guess it kind of makes sense. And then they went through the. the court process, and I was like, okay, I get it, because he's, he's a good guy. And when you think about it, the only guys he killed were the bad guys. He killed John Hamm's character, and he killed Jamie Foxx's character. Yeah. yeah and I think that's it, right? Well, well technically, that was an accident. Yeah, but that's not, I'm sure he wasn't facing well, just murder of bad guy charges. I'm sure there were others, plenty of other <laughs> things, illegal listen, activities. Right, manslaughtered right. a bad guy, <laughs> so it's a lesser crime. But still, he he did he, he did he did you know take part in about it's from the, from his tapes about fifty robberies. Yeah. Uh, so getting only twenty five years for that it seems like a pretty good deal. And out in five. Yeah, that's, goes, you know, that's where it was a little far fetched, but I guess it makes sense because he's a good guy. You bring up the tape thing, and uh, if, you know, for a while when that was happening, I was thinking, okay, maybe he's actually an undercover guy. Oh, you did. I never just saw, briefly. I never you know, got the undercover thing, but until I, I, I he made it into a rap, right? And right. I'm like, oh, okay, he's just a weirdo. <laughs> How did Jimmy Fox get the recorder? Uh, see, I don't know. I'm guessing because he's a criminal, so he was able to just pickpocket the guy. More importantly, you know, I, I was wondering how he got to his house. But I, again, I'm guessing he probably followed him because this is in his first job. Yeah. And knowing he was on there again, he probably followed him around to get to the second job. So that was a bit weird. One of the things I did want to talk about was. Oh. Uh, Randy, you have tinnitus. Oh, I didn't want to bring that up. But how did it do? I mean, was it pretty realistic with, with the way the constant... I mean, I thought it was really cool that when the earbuds went out, the entire audience heard the yeah. the, 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 uh, yeah. the thing. Yeah. So, uh, like but I mean, just got out of a concert. Right. But, you know, you have it constantly. So was it double as bad? Or <laughs> no. Well, a lot of, some people have it, have it worse where it's, it's like that where you have to continually have music on. You know, like I... For me, it's more when I'm sleeping and it's completely quiet. That's when you're like, all right, this is annoying, you know? Yeah. And so... Um, or if I have ear, ear plugs in or whatever, and it, that's all I can hear. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why he would be continually listening, because that's what a lot of people do is they listen to music to drown sure. it out. And you, uh, he has it in all the time, so he, it drowns it out pretty much all the time. But so. the sound-wise, the level of it, did it seem pretty realistic to you from a standpoint of somebody that's at least got some sort of experience with it? Yeah, and there's because there's different tones of it too. Some people get like high-pitched, which mine, mine is like a very high fine pitch, whereas some is like they get like a whooshing sound or like a static. So there's different levels of how I guess people perceive it. So, um, yeah. And in the end, I guess when he shot the gun 
next to him as well. I guess did he completely lose his hearing? I like was thinking. Was I was thinking he was totally deaf by yeah. the end of it because they they did make a point to have his ears checked in prison. So I kind of thought it, at least if it wasn't totally gone, it was pretty damn close to being totally gone. Yeah, I don't know. My thinking was that the the hospital thing was like okay, he can hear okay. Oh, it was. Yeah. That's what I got from it, anyways. Yeah, because it might have came back. I mean, with a gunshot, I think that's what that's what got it. So because they didn't they didn't really show him uh, doing any sign language after that. Yeah, he didn't talk so. at all in prison either. Keep that in mind. That whole scene, he didn't say a word from the word from the from the lawsuit all the way to the end of the movie. He never says anything. So he could very well be deaf. The only thing, the only time, the only hero, but the he only didn't dialogue, sign though either. So, no, but it's not like prisons full of people that know sign language. I promise you that. No, but you know, but he talks to her in the car just fine. He talks to the yeah, girl. But was that a dream, or was that oh, reality God, of him getting it, out? Jesus. Well, it was in black and white. It was just like no, the one no, no, before no. when he was in the old school. Like he turned he, color and they drove off. You no, know, when he got caught or when they were driving, he was talking to her just fine. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. And the music was muffled. Right. That was a weird part. But it could be degenerative from the gunshot and made it worse or whatever he had. I don't know. True. But, uh, yeah, I guess they, they're, they're pretty on point with how they use that. Um, I've only seen it in that and Archer. They reference Tinnitus a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. There's only two times I've really seen it so, brought up. Uh, uh, what, what, is your, what is your special skill when you're listening to something? Yeah, I don't To have drown it. out the tinnitus. What is your special? I don't really Super have fast one, on yeah. Tinder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your swipe, swipe, your swipe, swipe game like is like. Pretty smooth swiper. On fire. <laughs> <laughs> would you have a go-to song that you would pop in to, to get the hell out of there and make you drive fast? Oh, me? Sure, anybody. Oh, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, man, Queen One Vision. <laughs> but that's an Iron Eagle thing. So, <laughs> Is it sad that I picked that up right away, that it was from Iron Eagle? Right, yeah, okay. of course. You know, you know, you know, you know me well, very well. So uh, I'm going to lean towards that because that will make up time, according to Jason Giedrich's character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Iron Eagle references and a little bit of uh, Cannonball Run fun during the course of the podcast today. So no, that was, uh, that was C.W. McCall's Convoy. All oh, right. My, my, my apologies. Uh, but, but No, it was a Smoking the Bandit you talked about. Sorry. Oh, I, was yeah, I, I, did, I did multiple ones. You missed one right over the heads. Uh, but we got ourselves uh, a pretty good movie here in Baby Driver and something that the good people of America seem to like okay as well. I mean, the movie only made 36, or only cost $36 million to make. Uh, but the performances, if we haven't said it, I thought John Hamm did really good. Yeah. Uh, we love John Hamm. Uh, I think everybody in the movie, I can't think of a single uh, performance that I thought was was bad or terrible or even took me out of the movie for one second. So really well done by Edgar Wright and his crew, I think, overall. Yeah, and this is what Ant-Man would have been. It makes me sad. Yeah, I was reading an article the other day that uh, that uh, he still has not watched, nor will he ever watch Ant-Man, because it's like ah. watching an ex-girlfriend have sex. Don't be a baby. Well, it was, I mean, basically, it, think about it. It would be like if you came up with an idea that somebody should do, and they said, yeah, let's do it. You're on board. Absolutely. And they give you the keys to the car. They, you are making this thing from scratch. And then they completely pull you out of it and say, nope, this isn't how it's going to go. And they give it to somebody else. And they, by the way, take some of your work as well to make this thing. You wouldn't want to watch that, dude. There's no way you would want to do that. Yeah, you're right. It would, it would be way too hard. And so uh, I respect him, but it's hard to believe that it's been since 2013 that he's made a movie. I mean, The World's End was the last movie Edgar Wright made. Yeah, he was in a corner crying. No kidding. That'll mm. do it. Randy, are you a fan of Edgar Wright movies? I don't know much about him. What's I just, your favorite I just one? learned about the Ant-Man thing just now. Oh, uh, my favorite one? Well, it's probably uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah. But, I mean, I love, you know, Hot Fuzz, right. oh, and I Hot love Fuzz. Shaun of the Dead, and I love The World's End. I love all the stuff. Hot Fuzz is my favorite. You know, I have to look up what is he's it? done. Hot, I, Hot Fuzz is my favorite. You pretty much said it all. 
it's just uh, you know in the beginning when I first saw that movie I was like man it was kind of slow but yeah. you knew you knew because of Shaun of the Dead and some of the other stuff it was going to be good but man it really built up to you should see Hot Fuzz I've seen right. Hot Fuzz I like Hot Fuzz oh okay you've seen you Shaun of the Dead um, I have I I don't know. I don't know if Wait, I have or not. didn't you go to the screening we had? Yeah, didn't you? We had a screening, oh, yeah. Sean. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have you. very memorable, as you can see. I do Idiot. like Hot Fuzz, mainly because the Point Break scene. But uh. <laughs> There's a lot of homage <laughs> to a lot of movies in that movie, yep. which is why we love it so much. But yeah, this is his real first foray kind of into non-comedy stuff, and I thought he knocked it out of the park. So I'm a fan. I'll watch whatever this guy does without a doubt. So there you go. There's our thoughts on uh, Baby Driver. Go see it overall in the movie theater before it gets out of there, yes? Yeah, yeah, and come down to Wingnut. It's pretty busy in here. Yeah, we like it. Thank you very much. 28, 21. Uh, no, that's my actual physical address. 28, 18, <laughs> <laughs> North Galleria Drive. You're, uh-oh, you okay? Okay, North Gallery Drive here in Nampa. It's right by the uh, the uh, the cinema that we go to every single Sunday. So thank you very much. We'll check in next week. I believe next week is Spider-Man Homecoming, guys. God bless it. Uh, and it's already getting crazy reviews that it's very good and very awesome. So it should be a good experience. Another superhero movie, Randy. Prepare yourself. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, we're going to check off. Thanks for listening to the Morning After the Movies podcast on xrock.com. Later. <laughs>